Harmonium, better you learn to play it. Better than playing chords is to play notes. It's going to be a line, but uh, uh, it's easier for you. Slow. Do we have any simultaneous translators? Those who can do it. Okay. Slow, slow, slow. Prabhupada, he said, if you're going to play the harmonium, you should play it. Notes, not chords. So I was, when I was asked to address my disciples, I asked, what about? I'm talking to them all the time. So I was, uh, there was a, there was a suggestion that I speak on uh, what is my main service and how my disciples can help me in that. So that's I'll speak about that. Then there are a few other points that can be spoken about. Uh, my main service to Srila Prabhupada. Is light on in there? Is anyone in there? Stolen? My main service is uh, writing educational and philosophical books. Uh, none of you at this point and maybe never in future can directly help me in that. <laughs> uh, well, I need people of a certain amount of competency in English. No, not a certain amount, quite quite a good competency. And it is required and uh, scholarliness, maybe Mukundamata, possible. You could help at some point in the future. One way you can help me in my service is to ask the people outside to keep quiet or just to go somewhere else and be happy. Chant Hare Krishna and be happy somewhere else. I uh, could distribute my books. They're meant for distribution. They are produced in Croatian and other languages. Could help producing them in various languages. Uh, and my lectures these, uh, that are recorded. Distribution of my lectures has been uh, it's been appreciated by various devotees in various parts of the world, so that's something else you can do, is help to distribute them. Distribution of Prabhupada's books is primary, of course, but among devotees, particularly, my books can be distributed. So, in that way you can help me. Uh, one other point a disciple brought up, she was asking about guru-disciple relationships. Uh, 
how can you know your guru when you don't see him very much? That was well answered yesterday by Pallad Swami, who gave the maybe surprising insight that, and, and Manida Prabhu uh, further emphasized that, who gave the surprising insight that maybe it's better not to be with him physically. So, what are you all going to do now? Throw me out the window? <laughs> Someone should be there. But, uh, but re- the point is that real service is Vani Seva. Service to the instructions. So if one hears the instructions and follows them, that is the best way to associate. As Prabhupada wrote about his own guru, he lives by his, by his instructions and the follower lives with him. Of course, <coughs> uh, I am one servant within Srila Prabhupada's mission. There are many uh, God-brothers, others who are faithful to serving Srila Prabhupada's mission. And we're all servants of Srila Prabhupada's mission. You should know what that mission is. Uh, you can serve me well by understanding what is Prabhupada's mission, understanding what are Prabhupada's teachings, as the discussion came up in class this morning, that many different ideas are being broadcast within our society as in the name of Srila Prabhupada or sometimes directly saying that well Prabhupada what he said was outdated and it's not relevant and this and that. So uh, we should know what is actually the desire of Srila Prabhupada. What are his instructions? And I see my role as a guru in the service of Srila Prabhupada to make that clear to my, to my disciples. Uh, that role has to become clear and to uh, engage them in that way. That role might not, it, it might have seemed to be what's called a given, axiomatic. But in recent years, there's been considerable divergence among various followers of Srila Prabhupada or non-followers of or persons who are supposed to be followers of Srila Prabhupada as to what it actually means to follow Prabhupada. So, um, I'm presenting in a specific way, which is different to that of several of my god-brothers, but which I understand to be uh, faithful to Srila Prabhupada, and that you have to make your decision. You have made your decision to come to me. I will continue to instruct you in the same way. And uh, well, I think we can see the difference actually, in as much as uh, percentage-wise, if we were to make a survey, I think we'll find that uh, among my disciples, the 
they're doing in general better in following the basic principles and engaging in Prabhupada's mission than disciples of gurus who less strongly emphasize these basic points. So there is difference and non-difference. We're all servants of Prabhupada. There's difference and non-difference between Srila Prabhupada's disciples and gurus who are teaching and initiating in ISKCON. There is difference and non-difference. Non-difference is that we're supposed to be all teaching the same thing, but inevitably there will be some difference. And some difference is not necessarily bad because Srila Prabhupada's teachings are not stereotyped. And some will, some followers will emphasize some parts more. Srila Prabhupada gave uh, instructions to different disciples and some in different ways. Some he, in general, he emphasized very much uh, preaching and book distribution, but then to some he emphasized that you should do gurukul service, you should do deity service, you should develop the dhams and scientific preaching. So he emphasized different things to different disciples, and it's not surprising if... Um, those disciples engage their disciples in those services that Prabhupada engaged them in. Um, and of course, the devotees have different inclinations also to various services and uh, varying outlooks also. So within within a certain range, uh, it's quite acceptable and desirable and inevitable that various uh, disciples of Srila Prabhupada teach their disciples in differing ways but within a certain range there are there, sh- or there are or should be limits we should know what the limits are by which we are going outside the protective shade of Srila Prabhupada's lotus feet so I uh, previously I I always emphasize to my disciples that we're all one family in ISKCON and we cooperate with everyone. It's all the same. There's just some minor differences of outlook and this and that. But recently, I've changed my stance to, and I'm saying that uh, we shouldn't just think it's that what everyone's teaching is right because some who are in the position of Leaders within ISKCON are teaching things which are uh, pretty clearly not within the uh, not you know not within the range of what Srila Prabhupada taught. They've gone beyond the limit. Of course, this is subjective. That's where the role of spiritual intelligence comes in. But as I gave the example this morning. Uh, but I'll elaborate on that a bit more. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his uh, important instruction that Asat Sangati Age Vaishnavacha Stri Sangi Eka Sadhu Krishna Bhakta Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instruction that a Vaishnava's behavior is to avoid bad association. And then he defined bad association as one who is uh, attached to women, 
materially attached to women for sense enjoyment is one. And another is a non-devotee of Krishna. And the non-devotees of Krishna are further defined as mayavadis and gross materialists. So, Srila uh, Prabhupada repeatedly warned us not to associate intimately with mayavadis. So, uh, if someone is promoting association with mayavadis, hearing from mayavadis, even if it's the Hare Krishna mantra, there's a clear misunderstanding of Srila Prabhupada's instructions, which is and will more and more cause disturbance in the Vaishnava society. So, as you have faith in me, or even if you don't have faith in me, it's my duty to point this out. Of course, we may have to do so somewhat diplomatically within our society, but it's not all the same. It's not that all the gurus are teaching the same thing. Some gurus are doing some things which I wouldn't do. I, I wouldn't engage my disciples in doing it. Even if your temple president says you have to help with this festival, this and that, because so-and-so is coming, I say, don't get involved in that at all. There's a there may be a clash in, in following Prabhupada's instructions because Srila Prabhupada's instructions to follow our temple authorities. But then if the temple authorities want to engage us in something which is against the basic teachings of Srila Prabhupada, then it's a dilemma. It's called Dharma Sankat in, in uh, Sanskrit. It's, it, the whole Mahabharata is full of this kind of thing. The Bhagavad Gita is based on that. Arjuna, he, he didn't want to go against dharma, but whichever way, whether he fought or not fought, he thought both there's something wrong with both of the alternatives. So he was in a difficult situation. So he had to approach a guru to find out what's the best thing to do. And of course, Krishna didn't just tell him, it's this one, but he explained. And then uh, when uh, Arjuna was convinced that Krishna was right, then he acted on Krishna's instructions. So, uh, yeah, it's not all the same. And one should be intelligent enough to distinguish between that which should be done and that which should not be done. At the same time, it's a very delicate situation. We, we want to uh, maintain respect toward all devotees. But at the same time, if someone is preaching something which is seriously deviant, then something should be said. Anyway, those of you who have known me in this part of the world for some time know all about that kind of thing. It's unfortunate, but we have to distinguish truth from reality. Otherwise, if we just go by sentiment, everything is wonderful. Then we find out everything is not wonderful. That was... Uh, that's been a problem within our society. Over the years, there have been super gurus who people believed and then they fell away and then the disciples fell away because they were not fixed in understanding Krishna consciousness according to Guru, Sadhu and Shastra. And they, they put everything on Guru. So when, when Guru went mad, and started to do things which are not properly Krishna conscious. The disciples also went mad and they lost their Krishna consciousness. So, 
we should understand. We talk about guru-disciple relationships. We should know what is a guru, what is a disciple, what are the respective duties. The duty of a guru is to teach as his guru taught. Uh, he teaches by practice and precept. Practice and precept. Precept means instruction. And by practice, means uh, you should also be fully engaged in Krishna's service, following Prabhupada's instructions always. Srila uh, Prabhupada, as you probably know, wanted all his disciples to be initiating gurus. Not all have taken up that role. Uh, it's a heavy responsibility. Uh, in the beginning of initiations after Srila Prabhupada's departure, there were 11 appointed, and then there was some mistake made there that the 11 were considered equal in all respects to Prabhupada and there was like a mystique created of a guru as some kind of supernatural being. Uh, because that mystique that was created was not based on reality, therefore it failed. Especially in this Krishna consciousness. Anyway, the material energy, everything fails. But sometimes, something fails, takes a long time to fail. But in our Krishna conscious movement, it is a, it's a very purifying movement. In as much as we can see that, that someone who doesn't stick closely to Lord Sridhar Srila Prabhupada, they get battered by Maya pretty quickly. <laughs> so, but anyway, there's this idea, there was this idea created of super guru and then you know, it should be a sannyasi although grihastas can also be gurus and uh, and then it was seen that the super gurus weren't so super uh, and then in reaction to that came the ritvik idea that the, the, the guru isn't a guru there is no guru or Prabhupada's the guru which is true Prabhupada is the guru but not in the way that they proposed. So they, they went from uh, over-inflated guru to no guru, and then there's a lot of confusion on these issues. So, yeah, now I'm, now I'm telling my disciples that you know, be a little careful, don't... Don't just accept anyone sentimentally, whatever they say. Question it. Understand Prabhupada's books. And if people introduce other things, then we should be careful. Uh, question that. Uh, myself also, if I were to say, I am an incarnation of Radharani's uh, toenail polish. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You should jump in the air in ecstasy and say, Oh, our Guru has revealed his inner Swarup. Isn't that right? What do you think? 
Is it your duty as a guru, as a disciple, just to follow that? Maybe I am. There's nothing in Shastra against it. Nothing in Shastra to contradict that. So what would you say? You might say, how do you know Radharani wears toenail polish? That might be one response. Ah, uh, well, one thing we'd see is that uh, acharyas they don't in our sampradaya they don't generally reveal their sort of Prabhupada's, He didn't. Well, he was asked several times, but he just refused to. That's one point. It's. Uh, Bhaktisthansa, so he also didn't. Bhaktisthansa did, in, but very guardedly. It wasn't meant for public distribution. He also had very few disciples, but direct disciples. Uh, or, if I start to preach Mayavad, what would you do? I hope you wouldn't would question me, and then if I persist, not accept that. You should be intelligent enough. I, I have no intention of doing that. But uh, by saying that I want you to understand the difference, I want to teach you as Prabhupada is, has taught us and others, I'm not saying all others by any means, please don't think that I'm saying I'm the only one and all others, I'm not saying that at all, but there there are some leaders in our movement uh, whose teachings are clearly, or teachings and practices are clearly not fully in accord with Srila Prabhupada's teachings. And even in the in the leadership in general, there are some anomalies. Just like in the GBC, you see the minutes that come out. They uh, all the women are referred to as Prabhu, so it's accepted at GBC. The GBC two or three years ago made a resolution requesting the BBT to incite annotations in Srila Prabhupada's books, explaining why what Prabhupada said, explaining their their understanding of certain statements of Srila Prabhupada, specifically regarding the role of women. So. Fortunately, that was uh, they rescinded that. But to think that they should, they they can alter Prabhupada's books by giving their own interpretation, it's very dangerous. Actually, we know you let people write as many 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 books with their commentaries on Prabhupada's books, but not that the standard editions of Prabhupada's books become commented on by someone else. It's very dangerous. And, then the uh, authenticity of Prabhupada's books becomes lost. So, uh, yeah, the, 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 there are problems not just with individual members here and there, but in our society at large. There is, there is uh, minimization of Srila Prabhupada directly, subtly, and we should. So I'm saying that I'm taking, I'm, I don't want to go along with this, I don't want my disciples to go along with this. Uh, there's no need to make some attempt at any big revolution, but we should know the difference. Now, by saying this, I, I 
I'm obliged to say this, but at the same time it puts myself in a dangerous position. Because we've seen in the past, just like Kirtananda, he was supposed to be the, the one who had got it right and everyone else was all off and he was finished. So many super gurus, Bhagavan. Who is the f- I guess Kirtananda was the first super guru. <laughs> and then Bhagavan, Harikesh. So, the, hmm? no, whatever. So, by putting themselves in that situation, they, they, they became uh, weak, actually. Trying to take a position for what they're, they're not worthy of. So uh, I need your help also to that we can in these difficult times of our society, which we hope will not continue. But at the present time, <coughs> there's not much sign of things getting better. Things seem to get worse. As is stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, Tas Chanu Dinam Dharma Satyam Shocham Kshamadaya Kalena Balina Rajam Nangshantyayo Balang Smitihi. With the passing of every single day of this Kali Yoga, Dharma, all these things decline. Every single day, Dharma, first mention is Dharma, Dharma declines day by day. Truth, cleanliness, tolerance, mercy, bodily strength, and uh, memory, power of memory. So all these decrease day by day. So unless our movement is very strong in following Srila Prabhupada, who pushed back Kali, then we're also going to be affected. In one sense, it's not surprising if our movement is affected by Kali, because the whole world, look around, the whole world is a terrible mess full of misconceptions and sinful life. It's, the whole world is a terrible mess. So in one sense, it's not surprising if our whole society is influenced by this. But at the same time, we are supposed to be, this society is supposed to give shelter from that and, and push that back. So if we bring Kali in, then we're, uh, then we lost the point, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, puts me also in a, in a dangerous situation. So, uh, we have to remain cool-headed, level-headed, stick to our practices, and uh, be intelligent, and not be offensive, and not think, uh, uh, I'm we're all right, everyone's all wrong. That's also a, a dangerous mentality. So, like I say, it's a difficult time. But uh, we have to remain Padma Patramivambhasa, like a lotus leaf, which is in the water, but not affected by the water. It means the water will not remain on it. 
And this movement has great hope. There's no other movement which is going to implement Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission. There's no sign of anything like that. There's great hope in this movement. There's great hope that with with the whole uh, world situation deteriorating on every front, that at some point people might start to wake up en masse and realize what wonderful things are in Srila Prabhupada's books and then come to our movement and say, hey, guide us, and then we'll have to get our act together because the public want us to. If we're catering to public opinion, which is, seems to be our uh, outlook at the present time, then it may be that the public will wake up to what uh, amazing instruction is there in Srila Prabhupada's books and tell us to, hey, guide us, show us, and then we'll have to get our act together. Who knows what the future is there? In many ways it doesn't look very bright, but then uh, there is good. There is good hope also. All right. I said my bit. Anyone like to say anything? Oh yeah, that I want to say. You have to help me. Don't don't make me into some kind of super maha thousand and eight <laughs> nonsense. Just keep level-headed. And uh, yeah, you can. It's a delicate thing, but if you feel that something should be said about me, to me, that I'm not, uh, you know, just say it. That's all. Better, better that you be rude than I fall down. If I'm deviating, catch me. That's all. <laughs> it begins subtly. I'm also in a dangerous situation in as much as to write my books I have to go away from time to time. Prabhupada did that sometimes also. He would go away from the temples to concentrate on writing. So I do that also. It's not very good though actually. It's better to be in the temple attending the programs. But the problem is that if I'm in the temple I'm just getting... There's so many things going on and people all the time coming and I'm not able to concentrate. So sometimes I go, now in Croatia, Slovenia, for the next three weeks, I'm probably going to be in different places writing. So uh, It's not so healthy to do that. So Anyway, keep an, keep an eye on me. Does anyone have any questions or comments, please? Let me see if there's anyone else. Yeah. Okay. Please say. Ja bih htio podijeliti sa Maharajom jednu realizaciju na tu temu koju sam imao svih ovih godina. I would like to share with Maharaj one realization which I had many years. Mnogi bakte, ne znam, vjerujem da su i drugi bakte imali takvu situaciju. Ready put this over there and you can catch this. Devotees, I believe many devotees uh, had similar 
situation. Many banks are not aware of this Many devotees would come to me and say, you are a disciple of Bhakti Karsan and in this camp I, I get realization one which is like by, by all devotees in creation because he is very strict and then he told me how much inspired how much your lecture your lectures are inspiring me and your books and he told me that your books in the future and he told in the future your books will be, will be more important and those books will be the only guidance for the way which devotees should and I realized that those devotees who are very strict, they appreciate your, your books. And those I'm not just thinking about how they'll be accepted today, but in future also. Therefore, it's my most important service. Yeah, oh, you, let me see some of the devotees first. Yeah, please say. I'm interested. I want to know that Maharaj told that we had to cooperate with others, but at the same time we had to be very careful. How we should develop our relationship with them? In which way? Well, that's a general guideline to cooperate and be careful. Sometimes, in some circumstances, being careful may, may, the need to be careful may overweigh the need to cooperate. It may outweigh the need to, maybe more than the need to cooperate. Just like uh, the general mood may be to cooperate, but if someone wants you to uh, help organize a concert for a Mayavadi, then you may just refuse. The point is, there's no, there's, is, we don't have to go out of our way to make enemies. It doesn't usually help the situation much. 
the same time, uh, in the name of cooperating and love and peace and all this kind of thing, uh, we shouldn't be confused about what is proper and what is not proper. So these are all important. These principles are all important to to cooperate, to discriminate. It's, sometimes these principles may clash. Yeah. So what did you want to say? Uh, also about realization. Um, I think many, maybe many would decide this realization. So I used to live on temple, and uh, it seems that uh, actually, if you got good in temple, that's, there are many people who have different opinions or different mentalities and that clashes all the time. This is like the purification mode. And uh, so also sometimes uh, it seems that some authorities even say something which is uh, some not, not right from a logical point but even sometimes from the point of Shastra. And then uh, if you see, but if they're our authorities, they, they, they're pushing us to, to, to or, or force us to... to uh, to follow, to follow, to, to do this instruction, but they are against the Shastra. So, is it that we um, should uh, reject this authority then, this point, or we should follow as uh, kind, yeah, kindness? Just already dealt with. So, so we should follow by the, it's, it's already dealt with, just right now. It creates a negative. How, how to avoid this negative atmosphere at this point? Is. There is a negative atmosphere within our society, so. How to avoid it? Keep good association. Do the best you can in a difficult situation. Yeah. Uh, in the devotees. Now, if so, if some some spiritual master and the discipline section write a book, then why devotee become jealous? If they're writing a book. In in future Sila Prabhupada wanted to introduce Saligam Sila. So, so what's that going to do with the question if someone writes a book? Right? If they write a, if they write a book and introduce some other thing like what Sila Prabhupada desire, and if they write a book to distribute, then why the devotees should become jealous? I don't see the I don't see the connection between the statement about Shalogram Sila and the point about writing books. If people become jealous, well, that's the impurity. That's all. I can't, I, otherwise, I don't follow the... I don't see any logical link between your statement about Shalagram Shila worship and people writing books. If some spiritual master wrote your Shila Prabhupada desire, it fulfills somewhere or other. And then if that book come out, Maybe you should be more specific. Anyway, the question is, why should people be jealous? Why is anyone jealous? It's just a, it's an impurity, that's all. You mean someone wrote a book about Shalagram Shilas or no, something? No, like some spiritual master writing a books. If someone writes more of books, now people like, you write more more books. But then devotees should be pleased. That at least, you know, someone following Sri Prabhupada writing a book, so it will be easier for book distribution rather than becoming jealous. Mm. You should be pleased. Yeah. All right, anything else? Yeah. 
in uh, this uh, area uh, there, there every year is perform these retreats and uh, I'd like to know how beneficial yeah, all over the world there are yeah. retreats you yeah. can call this a retreat if you like it's just a name isn't it yeah. how beneficial is the retreat it depends on the uh, depends on what goes on specific for this the retreat year. is hearing and chanting about Krishna according to the Prampara system Obviously, it's going to be beneficial. If it's if it's 100% that, then it's 100% beneficial. If it's 90% that, then it's less beneficial. And if it's only 10% that, then not much beneficial. If it's not that at all, then it's useless. It's easy to understand, isn't it? Better not to retreat. Go better go forward. Or if you retreat, come back and go out stronger. But yeah, it should be Krishna conscious, that's the point. If it's like a social gathering with a little bit of Krishna conscious thrown in, it's not so valuable. Of if of every time there has to be something new and different, some juggling show and standing on your head or Yeah. traveling in mystic dimensions or, yeah, it's not required better stick to what Prabhupada gave us and it should be rising early also I, I don't like many of these gatherings they, devotees aren't seen till like 7 o'clock in the morning and then what, the point is coming together to most of the devotees are congregational devotees and don't have a regular program to the extent that devotees in the temples are supposed to have. So when we come together for these camps, at least at that time we can have a morning program. But if, if they don't get up in the morning, then what kind of example is that? Well, they go on till one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, and then get up at seven o'clock. But why? What's the point? Better take rest early, get up early. If you stay up till one o'clock, you're in such ecstasy chanting, But still you should get up at early in the morning shouldn't shouldn't uh, skip the Brahma Mahurta that was the example Prabhupada said if you're not so advanced that you can get by on two hours rest then take rest early get up for Mangalati like that there's one more question here yeah, I'll finish soon yeah I, I just would like to share one of my realizations, which is about to be your disciple, and how we can, you know, um, preach about you. Is that by show, by example, you know, where we attend uh, programs at temple to be in life now clothes and wear tilak, which is rare nowadays, very rare, <laughs> and, you know, to be... To, to practice simple practice that Prabhupada gave us to chant and uh, you know to eat prasadam simple things not something you know big deal you know cook prasadam be decent be polite you know just chant and be normal devotee and set that example that is, it is possible you know to be strict and not to you know do much endeavor to be strict 
Yeah, I'm, I'm said to be strict. Well, what strict? You know, just is it very difficult to wear devotee clothes and take prasadam, rise early in the morning? What, what is, what was considered normal at one point is now considered like something fantastically strict and rigid. It's just, it's just like you say, it's just very normal, simple things. And this idea, we always have to do, we have to show something great, you know, prema bhav or some different kind of mystic realization. What's wrong with just following the simple things that Prabhupada gave us? And it, it makes a different atmosphere, doesn't it? If everyone's in shorts and and t-shirts with all kinds of weird things on them and bongo drums. And it makes a complete, it's a different mood altogether, isn't it? Why is this program blissful? Why do people come year after year in the rain and the mud and the cold in Lika? Why? Why? What are they coming for? The prasadam is great, but I don't think that. I, I, but the, I don't think that's whatever. It, it's the simple program of chanting Hare Krishna and discussing Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam that Prabhupada gave us is spiritual. It's on a higher level. So that gives happiness. We don't. We don't have to bring in anything artificial. All the, you know, we have all these bridge programs. The idea is to gradually bring people in. What about bringing them in at some point? You know, we spend all our life on a bridge. At least when devotees come together, we should go over the bridge and chant Hare Krishna, right? And and follow the pro- at the devotee programs. We're also doing yoga and you know, mystic, whatever. Yeah. What's the point? But it's nice, isn't it? Everyone's dressed in devotee clothes. It does make a difference, right? It makes a difference in the consciousness, isn't it? And we keep that. We don't sing all kinds of whatever comes in your mind. See what see what wonderful thing you can think of. Some new kirtan you can think of. Let's just okay. I I heard at Radha Kund something. New, okay, I'm going to take it and everyone will be impressed how I got some new kitten and no one else knows. And you go through the whole kitten and no, no Hare Krishna. Just jai this, jai that, jai everything else. What about Hare Krishna mantra? It makes a difference if we stick to the simple chanting of Hare Krishna instead of just bringing in all, all kinds of things from all kinds of places and just a big jumble.